Hi, you're listening to the 7B Podcast, the official podcast of the Bonner County Daily Beat. My name is Victor Corral Martinez, senior reporter for the Bonner's Ferry Herald. Hi, I'm Jennifer. I am the advertising specialist here at the Bonner's Ferry Herald. So today we're going to talk about a couple of different interesting topics that have happened in Boundary County. Um, just right off the bat, um, one thing is, you know, we're moving from winter and moving into spring. And so with that comes a lot of changes. And one thing that we've noticed is the Boundary County Fairgrounds. They're moving the ice skating uh, rink out and putting back the basketball court so people can play spring basketball at the fairgrounds. That's going to be really nice. The kids are going to really love going down there and getting out in the sunshine. I know my kids do. Do they ever utilize the the basketball courts or anything on the park grounds? Yeah, my kids go down there and they play basketball and they also like to go to the skate park. Okay. Yeah, people seem really excited about it. Uh, I know that it's probably because it's something new and we're going to get to utilize these tennis courts that probably haven't seen much action for for a while they're gonna really get used now yeah um so i interviewed kieran ricci who is a collegiate athlete athlete (laughs) Uh, he's a collegiate athlete and he's worked uh he actually played for college in the south and he moved up here with his family and you know he tries he wants to utilize all those um all that experience he has and in the interview, he talked about how he saw how the tennis courts were getting no use. And so he wanted to create something that would see that being used, especially if, I mean, if I was a, you know, a tennis player and I passed by the tennis court and saw no one using it, I would feel some type of way to help increase awareness or to get people interested in playing the sport. Yeah, and it's really kids in this kind of small town it's always great to have another program for them to to be in and to be out and active and just and learning something new I think is really important and uh I'm really looking forward to trying it out myself are you gonna (laughs) try so they're gonna have cardio tennis pickle pickleball and normal tennis instruction I think I just want to do normal tennis instruction because I don't think I want to do cardio. <laughs> <laughs> and so let's say you're, if you sign up for the normal tennis, um, would you sign up your children for like the pickleball or other, the other one or just normal tennis as well? Well, my children probably like normal tennis just to get them used to what it is. Uh, but my husband doesn't really care for tennis, but he does like pickleball. So, okay. um, so I guess we weren't doing tennis together. <laughs> um, and I, I think that's really exciting that they're going to have those different different instructions. And then um, w- one of the things I've found most interesting about this whole program is you don't even need equipment. Um, it would all be provided to you um, for the courses. So eventually, you know, if, if someone gets really serious, they would want to buy their own their own racket and, you know, their own equipment. But for that person that's just trying to dip their feet into it, um, this is a, a good way to do it where they have the opportunity to use other equipment. And I'm sure the stuff is, like, really good, too, because he's, yeah. a, he's a tennis yeah. 
uh, <laughs> collegiate player, so he he knows what's going to be good and what's going to be the best things to get. So that's also really cool that you know not only are we blessed that we're going to have this program, but we're going to have an actual expert in the field. Yeah, I agree. I and absolutely on the equipment being provided because that is just going to allow so many people to try it. And then, you know, if they like it, they can keep doing it. And especially like we mentioned with the kids. And one other thing is, as things start opening up, as more people are going outdoors and congregating together, um, the vaccine started to roll out. And recently, Panhandle Health District, actually, um, the governor, Governor Brad Little, released a public statement stating that all people um, 16 and over will be allowed to get a vaccine in April 9th. But Panhandle Health District actually uh, released their own statement saying that anyone in the five counties uh, and within Panhandle Health District 16 and up can now get the vaccine. So we were able to, I personally was able to get a vaccine um, I think we were kind of lucky where I was able to pick and choose the vaccine I want. And I got it within like 48 hours, maybe, of when I decided that I was going to get the vaccine. So um, there was a lot of apprehension at first um, with any type of vaccine rollout that's, you know, expedited. You know, there are concerns when there weren't critical um, trials that were conducted, but they have done a good amount of research and testing and there's been enough time past that we kind of have an idea of what's going on and so um, I got my Johnson & Johnson vaccine one shot only and so what do you have any thoughts on the matter I personally haven't gone to get my vaccine yet I know that I'm going to eventually but um, I still haven't because I have been one of those people that has a lot of apprehension about uh, this particular vaccine I get my kids vaccinated and you know things like that but with the I I I admit I have apprehension about it but I know that I'm going to do it um and I know that I want to do the one shot over two (laughs) so it's just a matter of me getting my courage up to go and actually do it I I just have a lot of uh thoughts about and I'm sure many people do uh about you know it not being out very long and things like that. Um, And the best I can do is uh, just put in the research to find out more about them and, and what I want to want to do, but I, I know I have to go do it. (laughs) And um, yeah, so there's been a lot of um, new evidence of, so initially there was, I believe two nurses that actually had an allergic reaction to it. Um, so like there are people, there are certain groups of people that will have some type of issue with it. Um, but f- the overwhelming information that's kind of been pushed out is that there isn't, um, a major allergic reaction that people are facing, but it's not unprecedented. It just has happened before. Yeah. And that's like two out of how many people, you know, to, that's, that's the thing. And anybody, you know, I could have an re- allergic reaction to peanut butter. You know, so, I mean, there are lots of people who may have an allergic reaction and to any, you know, I know people who get sick after having the flu shot. So that is definitely, you know, I I kept an eye out for mass allergic reactions, um, but I feel comfortable with the amount 
that has been, and I know that there's going to be a little bit of not feeling good. That's the consensus from the people that I've talked to some worse than others, but for the most part, everybody does. Okay. So as of right now, there are plans to have an Easter egg hunt. Um, so the, at the time of this recording, it's before Easter. So I'm not sure if this recording will be coming out after Easter, but just want to disclose that information. But the Rotary Club, it was an article written by Rosha Baby about the Easter egg hunt happening, and it's organized by the Rotary Club. And I thought that was really interesting. They actually reached out to the Restorium and different volunteers to die over, like, dozens and dozens of eggs and, like, put all kinds of, like, prizes and plastic eggs. So what are your thoughts on the Easter egg hunt this weekend. I love, love, love the community Easter egg hunts that happen in, especially in small towns. They're so great. And it goes so fast though, when they start and you just see all these kids just rush out. It's so great. And it involves, like you just said, you know, other people in the community get involved, they donate and it's just a really great thing. I just love community. So did your children participate in previous years? Um, not here, but I have uh, previously in, I used to live in Priest River, so we've participated there in some public uh, Easter egg hunts. But um, here, and now they're getting a little too old. <laughs> yeah, so that's just one of the things on the calendar. Um, one Another exciting story that we have that we've been covering pretty thoroughly is our local narcotics dog canine unit, Buddy. Oh, I love Buddy. Yeah, so we wrote about his initial when he first joined the force. Um, there was a grant that Kramer, uh, Sheriff Kramer of Boundary County and other police organizations helped to fundraise and received a grant to provide a, not only a, to a, a trained canine unit, but also a new vehicle to make sure if the car got too hot, the air conditioner would turn on automatically. Just some of those features that would normally cause concern for um, a pet in a vehicle. So we recently covered, you know, he had the, there has been a fundraiser for Buddy. Um, he had a fundraiser for his stuffed animal. <laughs> yeah. And when all the funds went to his trust fund for anything that might need done for him, uh, you know, any, all his needs and, and things like that, emergencies maybe. And I remember when we both got uh, our own stuffed but stuffed buddy. Oh, he sits on my desk. He's my little guard buddy. Yeah, it, it, you, you definitely can see a difference now. Um, even when he first started, he was already, he had like 50 missions under his belt, he, which led to plenty of arrests. But now you see him as a little bit older. You can tell he's been through a little bit of stuff going, <laughs> he's seen some things. <laughs> they had a fundraiser for his trading card which I, I think is was awesome that they were able to create a trading card. And it all goes to, like you mentioned, his trust fund to help him out with expenses. Um, one of the things that we also wrote about recently, one of the articles that we wrote about recently was about how he received a kit that was organized through a canine unit agency charity group where they make sure if anything were to happen to Buddy in duty, he would they would have all the necessary emergency and like safety tools oh, to help him out. That's amazing. And I think doesn't if I'm wrong, 
tell me, but doesn't the local vet sponsor Buddy? Yes, so the... The Bonner's Ferry Veterinary Clinic? Yes, yes, the Bonner's Ferry Veterinary Clinic does provide free medical services for Buddy. Um, they do checkups on him as well, and so... Gotta keep him healthy. Yes, they they definitely are strong supporters of Buddy and everything he does. And, I mean, one, he's an adorable dog. He's an adorable... He is so cute. What, he's a... He's he's a lab. He's a yellow it? lab, yeah. right? Yeah, yellow yellow lab, Labrador. Um, he's definitely an adorable dog, but just the fact that like the work that he's doing is like he and he's done it already. Where he's helped to take off off the streets, tons of drugs, and you know get people and put people in jail that are you know selling drugs to the community. So and Rose got to see a demonstration yesterday uh came out in the paper she wrote about it they did a demo of the of the him sniffing out the drugs yeah so they recently had a a demo a demolition (laughs) demo yeah so they recently held a demonstration of buddy and his work as a narcotics dog and additionally they also showed off his new facilities um the Boundary County Sheriff's Office, uh, they expanded to the old armory. Uh, they now call it the Annex. And they house, now that facility houses their DMV processing, ID processing. Yeah, so they basically all the kind of civil stuff happens at the Annex, uh, which is located directly across the street from the school. And then a lot of the, you know, the jail and so, and the offices for Kramer, are in in the current office located next to the courthouse. So that's good. They're expanding. Uh, one of the things I've noticed is they've they've had to fundraise and do grant writing to just get funds to do those expansions or to get you know those programs to get um, buddy. Um, so it's really cool to see when law enforcement uh, works and does a community outreach. And Buddy, on top of being a narcotics dog, uh, Buddy also does a lot of community outreach with the law enforcement and goes to the schools and they get to meet Buddy and then, you know, get to pet him and they get to know more about what he does and how he helps to protect them as well. Yeah, I think that really helps with like some, uh, you know, there's always this stigma stigma about police officers and, you know, or law enforcement and having a cute dog sort of. <laughs> you know, eases people into that if they have apprehension about law enforcement with kid, you know, children, I mean. Um, and I, I've always loved how our law enforcement here interacts with the community and with kids, and they really attempt to uh, connect with the children in this community. Yeah, that's one of those things that, you, as law enforcement, I think it is their responsibility to reach out to the community. Um, it, it helps them out because people are more willing to talk to them. Um, just the fact that like if you if they know who your local if you know who your local law enforcement police officer is you're more likely to feel comfortable around them talk to them and if potentially provide them information that might help them for something very critical it's all around good they're doing a lot of good work over there yeah. buddy is really doing a good job not only as a spokesperson for the sheriff's office but also his work as a narcotics dog and really getting drugs off the streets All right, so that was Jennifer Wright, and I am Victor Crow Martinez. You are listening to Beyond the Headlines, produced by the Bonners Ferry Herald, in conjunction 
with Bonner County Daily B and the 7B Podcast. <laughs>